0: verse number 20 he said in famine he shall redeem you, thee from death and in war from the power of the sword thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue he shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh at destruction and famine thou shalt laugh neither shalt thou be afraid of the beast of the, of the earth think about you mean that what about a snake if he bites you a poison snake Paul had no problem with that he just shook it back in the fire remember my dad told me he said born and raised in West Virginia he said I, I was on this one place i never seen so many copperheads in all my life anything he said anything I went down to pick up there was a copperhead laying beside of it all coiled up ready to get you he kept telling me now son this is what you need to do I thought I'm not going to be there you don't need to tell me how to do it because he said make sure that your heel is very lively he said hit it one time and turn a half a turn his head will pop off or if you get enough courage he said get him by the tail and pop him and his head will fly off well I don't care about taking their heads off either how about the beast of the field David's story of the bear and the lion tells us a good story about that he got angry that the beast was trying to take his of animals that his dad had given him priority to watch over, and so the scripture comes to fulfill in the book of uh, Romans, the eighth chapter, verse thirty-five: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, trouble of some kind, or distress, or pre- precaution? Or famine, or nakedness, or perils of the sword. For it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Then in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come nor height or depth, or nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Master, we ask you, Lord, to speak to our heart tonight. Open the windows of heaven, we pray. Anoint thy servant. He's unworthy to be anointed. Touch our hearts with your word, we pray tonight, in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Turn to your neighbor and you can be seated and shake your hand. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. How about you? Famine is, uh, is something that God can get our attention from or it could drive us away from things that be for Him. I want to bring some things in fact. Famine usually in Palestine or Egypt. The Bible tells of, us uh, of Ahab that Elijah predicted the famine, or the rain will rain for three and a half years. also read some articles where that, that uh, they, they, they keep the rain, salvage the rain, by putting it in the Nile River and, and floating it backwards and forth for them to irrigate their lands. So that's been a latter time, but not in biblical days that, that wasn't going on. Although in the book of Second Chronicles it tells us about engines that were made. So they could have been also in that particular part of the time also. In in the book of Ruth, the first chapter, verse number one, I want you to read for me if you would, and we're gonna I want you to follow with me in the Bible. If you got a Bible, if you don't have one, well get someone raise your hand and get someone to get you one. First chapter, I think it should be a good Bible study here tonight. Ruth, the first chapter, verse number one. Brother Michael, would you read?
1: Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land.
0: There was a famine in the land. Now the famine got the attention of Ruth and her husband and her two boys. Now I want to bring something here that that is quite unusual you probably never thought of it. I hope you hadn't. Maybe it would be fresh to you. But the Bible said that she went out of Bethlehem full. She was not full. Wait a minute! She, she certainly didn't have no full stomach. It depends on what you want to call full. It depends on what you actually evaluate as what is prosperity in life. Is it the money that you can obtain, or is it the character character of yourself that you obtain? What's the goal in life? But it was something that she didn't stay long although she forgot what God had said that God said he would feed them in the land of, of, of famine realizing that God will take care of you regardless of the circumstances or whatever it may be and it's written in the word of the Lord that he would take care of us like the evangelist one time was praying for milk he wanted milk and next morning there was a cow tied to a tree outside his door well he didn't want it quite like it he wanted it in a cart you know he didn't like that kind of milk all comes from the same place from a cow but some way or another Naomi the value of what she had wasn't very valuable until she lost the value of what she had when her husband died uh, she probably thought well that's strange he'd be in a far country he did so then the two sons died and she said well I better go on back to Bethlehem and Judea and so when she said so when she went there they said why hello Mara. So you know, she said hello Naomi and she said don't call me Naomi call me Mara, for the Lord has dealt bitterly with me now I thought she went out full you know, sometimes we feel like we really got the blessings of God that if we got a good job, money in our pocket, got everything going our way and everything working fine and doing good, we call that full. Some people, they have one little problem of, of this, and then they say, well, well, I've had problems ever since I've been in the church. I've had a problem ever since I was born. I was a problem child. Things didn't go like I thought they should have went. I tried to straighten some of them out, but I didn't do a very good job. And so she went out full. I want to, you know, you got a good job, you got good money, man, you got everything. But what about your the relationship with God? See, that's what she missed. She was in a foreign country. Moab was a a far country, in a place where truth was not expressed and lived so she was full of what her material things in life was but she had no value at that particular time for that which God had gave her as a heritage being born and raised in Bethlehem of Judea to be a child of God and so we find that it was a famine and she was full of but she's in a famine full of truth if you have let me just say it this way I've known people that that have died before they died they let me know that God had been so rich to them and so good to them that it was worth more than what money could purchase I knew a man died I mentioned before partially a man that died in the old church in Jackson that uh, he was a very poor man drove an old Falcon automobile back then as the cheapest thing you could drive beside a bicycle he's buried in his one of his relative suits I know they paid for the funeral because he had no money to pay for the funeral but the day that the funeral happened there was about 500 people there at the funeral. And when they came around, they missed him so much and loved that man so much that he was ringing wet with tears that people come up and said, Oh, we're going to miss you so much. Tears in everybody's eyes because of... He always had a way of expressing the love for God. He, said, he told him one time, he said, You know, I think going away to be with the Lord is like going on a fishing trip. He said, you ready to go? And I can't wait to get going. He said, I believe that's really what it's going to be like. That's going to be like that. I said, I don't know, brother. I really don't know. But the night that he died, he died in the church. The church was full that night. He went back in the entryway back there and shook hands with everybody almost in that church as he walked out. He walked up to the front. I was on the front pew of the church. He said, Brother Davis, would you please pray for me? I'm sick. Very sick when I prayed for him he just fell over his mission was completed actually he could say that he was a very poor man very poor very poor but he was rich Naomi was rich in heritage I thank the Lord every day for the heritage that God gave me of the influence that my family had upon me my mother and my dad they walk with God I don't know what it would be like to hear someone cuss at home because 48 years old was I when dad died and I never did hear him cuss never seen him drink smoke just go to church and love God tell him he said, son it's worth it all paid his tithes every week never missed a week left an example see Naomi went to Moab she carried her She carried her desire, but you know, it's, sometimes it's pretty hard to fulfill your desire in a strange land. You could not believe the people that I, my job was with helping Brother Craft, assisting him. I could not tell you the hundreds of people that moved to Jackson for money, but when I went to see them to come to church, it was all tied up in work. Their desire that they had they kept telling me how, how, how great a people they were and how religious it was, but when it came to the big city, their desire was lost. They couldn't they couldn't make it. So now let me ask you this tonight. If you're in a famine because of rebellion, well, that's your problem. But if you're in famine because it's just coming that way. Now, let me just share it this way with it. tell you this way. A miracle is on its way. I'll show it to you by the word of God. And so here we find that, of course, you know the story of Ruth. and Ruth was never, well, the miracle happened to her because she went back to the land, Naomi did. But the miracle happened that Ruth would become the Grandmother of the Psalmist David that come along, and Boaz and so forth. I'm not going to all the story. First Kings, the seventeenth chapter, verse number eight.
1: And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee.
0: I got one over there suffering he's in a famine over there now here's Elijah he's got a he's pretty bad shape really because he, he pronounced the rain it wouldn't rain for three and a half years the Lord sent him to the brook and the brook dried up he was pretty disgusted probably about that then he then the, the Bible tells us that the Lord said I'm going to send you to A person over there a big famine going on. She never would have received her miracle if it had never been in a famine. She never would have seen the man of God. The man of God came and he said, she had some sticks and getting ready to gather a fire. He said, bake me a cake. Put me some food on the table. She said, sir, are you new around here? Food is a scarce commodity around here. There's nothing. I'm making it up now. Food, you know. You know, and I was born in depression Day. Depression hit in '32. I was born in '31 November. So I was right on the doorstep. Like I told some people, I said we were so poor I couldn't even pay attention. Just poor. I mean you know what it's like to go to the neighbor and say, I need a cup of cornmeal. I need a cup of flour. Have you got just a little smidgen of butter that you could loan me? Sometimes other things you'd ask for. It was, nobody had any money. Dad worked just a few years before that. He was picking beans for a living. He got 10 cents a bushel for picking green beans. Said he picked ten bushels before dinner and ten bushels after dinner, twenty bushels a day. I seen him with pain and disease in his body, and he couldn't even stand up. And he'd ask me to put one of them big um, plasters on his back where he could go to work. He worked for a place for thirty-eight years and missed three days' work in thirty-eight years. What a record! He always said. I've got a family to raise i got a need to have so the depression was was quite unusual if you made $10 a week you was making big money in fact our house note was $17 a month and, and dad told her just let it go back there's, there's no way we can afford it it was tough it was rough but I thought of it the other day I don't know how mother ever done it she kept an old Policy five hundred dollar twenty year pay. She, her policy was five cents a week. Mine was twenty five cents a week. Anyway, it ended up to be a dollar a week altogether. I don't know to this day where she got the money. to find to. Mother was a very conservative person. She seemed like she could squeeze a nickel farther than what normally would go. But here, this woman comes up and Elijah says. Fix me something to eat. She probably said, "Sir, it's, it's, it's famine in here. Don't you know? It? Don't you see all these bellies swollen with emptiness? That's what happens in famine." And he said, "Fix me one. Fix me something." To eat. She said, "I've got one more meal to eat. Me and my son said we're going to die. There's no." He said, "Fix me one first, would you?" And so. She put it all together and fed him. But the meal barrel never went dry. Never. No problem, because they put God first. I'm worried about people that put God second, third, fourth, and fifth place. In other words, I need some entertainment. I need to entertain myself. You need an old-fashioned altar and a breaking of the soul of yourself. That's what we all need. We need a change of life. But I want you to look at some things in this story, is what I got out of the story. The famine was was bad. But look what a miracle that, that God gave that lady because she served. Unusual how the things actually happened. Now there used to be in the days of old dad was usher and shirthead usher for years. They'd take an offering up and somebody'd raise their hand and they'd give a dollar that was a big offering back then. Dad would go back and get the dollar and put it in his hand and an expert raise their hand get a dollar get more money that way. But it was things were tight. It, it was depression but in this famine of no hope, no hope whatsoever. Because she trusted what God said, the man of God said, it was food, Continues all the days of her life. But then, I want you to read on, let's read a little farther than that.
1: So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, "Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand."
0: Bring me something to eat. You, know, you ever see someone give everything they had to the Lord? I've seen it happen times. I've seen it times that I have done that. Read.
1: And she said, "As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel." And a All I've
0: got is just enough for one little. Lord, I'm hungry. I wonder how many of us would have said, uh, sorry, Joe. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. I went in a house one time in Mississippi. I saw an intern. Went in a house and I watched the family sit down to eat. All they had was a big cake of cornbread about that they And they cut it and hand it to the boys, girls, water, have supper. We don't know how blessed we are to sit down to a full meal. We're so spoiled that even the restaurants don't even taste good no more. We're arguing about which one to go to. Breathe.
1: I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in the cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me, and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto You give here. me
0: first. This is what people don't understand. You do all that you want to do, but when you come to God If you're praying Let's see that clock says 1202 Oh I love you 1203 Oh God I love you so much Boy that clock must be stopped 1204 It's such a You know it's just Boresome to You know the best job that you can ever have is a job that you stay busy. When you be quit being busy, that clock don't ever move. Read.
1: And bring it unto me, and after make for thee... And make for mine first.
0: Church first. Everything else second. First church. The church first. Thoughts of the church. The giving of the church. If you'll do that in life, God will take and do the rest read
1: for thus saith the Lord God of Israel the barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruse of oil fail. that
0: meal and that barrel will stay at the right level all the time if she'd had friends come over well you would need a little bit more that day and God would give a little bit more now that's a beautiful miracle she saw that miracle and don't you know that she'd become a believer but that wasn't the only miracle that happened to her. A greater miracle and even all of that even happened. That's what we want to get into. Read.
1: Until that day, the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went in and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days.
0: Many days. Months and months. Three and a half years of no rain. Famine. Famine was... The famine changed her life. What is it doing to your life? Killing you? Or exalting you? Read.
1: And the barrel of meal wasted not.
0: Wasted not. Go ahead.
1: Neither did the cruise of oil fell according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Oil
0: stayed the same like the widow woman. And she, all she had was an anointing bottle of oil. And he told her, he said, Go, borrow all the vessels you can borrow. Get all you can get. If she's got... 50,000 barrels of vessels to put the oil in, she just started pouring and just kept on, 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 on. Breathe.
1: And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him.
0: He died. After all that cake I baked for you and all these months of time I've worked for you, look what I get in return we think negative we'll live negative he said she said this is is probably what I get what did she do
1: and she said unto Elijah what have I to do with thee what
0: have I to do with thee why did you come here you're the cause of my son's death I fed you I watched over you is this what I get? It's like, you know, someone says, I've lived for God for 20 years. Why did I get this disease for, for this problem in life? What it, is? it rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. Read.
1: What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? In other
0: words, she was a sinner. She wasn't one of them more holier than thou poor people. She was a sinner. You bring my sins back up because of my child? Look what the man of God done. Listen.
1: And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God.
0: And he cried unto the Lord and he began to pray. His heart was for the child. Read.
1: And said, O Lord my God, how thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son. And he stretched himself upon the child. Laid on
0: top of the child, go ahead.
1: Three times, and cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. Elijah, so this is
0: what I want you to listen to. Read.
1: And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber. Oh, I'd like to been
0: there that day when a miracle actually happened. You know, it's still miracles today. When I talked to the man that was in Africa, he said he'd seen many people be raised from the dead. I said can I ask you a question how many days did you pray to get them back he said sometimes three days solid on your knees sometimes five and he said one person seven he said it's such a beautiful experience to see them come back to life after they was pronounced dead and I started to cry I said that's the reason we were too busy watching the clock go around Something don't go quite right and it's the church. No, it's your basically it's your dedication that has been taken apart. You come down the stairs with a child and I can see her rejoicing and and Elijah just standing there looking at her. Read.
1: And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house, and delivered him up to his mother. And Elijah said, "See, thou thy son liveth." And the woman said to Elijah, "And the
0: woman said to Elijah, what I want you to get right now.' The woman said to Elijah
1: Now by this I know that thou art a man.' Now gone. by
0: this I know. I know. everyone say I know. I know. What did he say? What did she say? She
1: knew. I know that thou art man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true.
0: She never would have seen a miracle if it had it been for a famine. It puts the real, true you in the situation. What I'm telling you is, the fact is, no matter how bad it gets, you slip your hands up and love him and worship him anyway. I got it marked here The greatest miracle of all is next door to a a miracle A miracle is next door to a famine Luke the 15th chapter Very familiar verse of scripture I want to pull some out of here 15th chapter book of Luke Prodigal son Starting verse number 12
1: And the younger of them Said to his father Father give me the portion of Give me
0: the portion I want my money well, he wasn't liable for it because he wasn't dead yet. So it'd be, but he wanted he wanted his inheritance. Read.
1: And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotousness. Oh, he had a lot living. of money in
0: his pocket. Anybody? Remember old Brother Marcus talking about it? Said his mother would call him and said, "Son, bring a cake home for supper, would you?" Stop by the baker and get a cake. Yes, Mama, I will. He'd go by there and get. He said on the way home he'd stop at the beer joint. And he said he'd be drinking a few bottles of beer and then he said, all of a sudden he said, "Does anybody want a piece of cake?" Got some good cake here for us to eat If you want, it. anybody want a piece of cake? When I was single, my pockets would jingle. I wish I was single again. You know, when he got a lot of money in your pocket, well, you just don't But great.
1: And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Who arose a what? A mighty famine.
0: The famine is what saved him in the beginning. I never thought, as I looked at this as I was reading it, the famine is what caused him to go home. He's eating husks of the hog pen. It was a famine that saved him. I want to tell you something. Back in 1939 and 40 and 41 was the greatest harvest of Pentecostal people in the world. Our church moved from a storefront building that the ceilings were copping down like that, into a beautiful brick sanctuary that seated over 300 people, packed to capacity. I mean, there wasn't no room for nobody. I got some pictures of it in my office. My brother brought them to me. The picture of the front of the church with a crowd in front of it and inside the church my mother and dad sitting there in the back and my brother and his wife all of them sitting there in the old church there was no place to sit down but the war come along and then they needed the women for riveters for airplanes and they needed everybody got a job and the church shrunk from 300 down to about 125 and it kept going down there was 35 young men that went to the army and navy and the marines and and uh, went in service there was only one of them that didn't have the Holy Ghost and didn't live for God he was with my brother in the 7th army over in, in, in Germany he died but the other 34 that went overseas around the world Yurujima Philippines all over everywhere every one of them come marching home God spared them and saved them brought them back because they had the Holy Ghost live for God you can't tell me that sometimes a problem instead of looking at the clock that clock don't mean nothing now it means to get out on your knees and start praying and say oh God you see if it wasn't bad enough well, being a hog pen, there was a famine on after that. How worse could it get than that? The person is poor, so poor that then it turned around to be poor yet. The famine, read, start and back where the famine's at.
1: And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that oh, land. Oh, mighty.
0: I, I like to, you know, the, the Bible tells several places oh, a great famine. That means it was hard to get anything. I mean, you even probably could pay to get a glass of sweat. <laughs> nothing was going on. It was rough. I remember back in the WPA days, I used to tell my dad, I said, everyone's been on PWA. I said, everyone's got a bent shovel leaning on it. Wasn't nothing to do. Nothing going on. It wasn't nothing. You couldn't rub two nickels together if you wanted to because it wasn't none. I never asked my dad for a candy. Butterfinger candy bars were that long and bigger than that thickness for a nickel. But who had a nickel? It was rough. And here's this old boy in a hog pen with famine on. I mean, how much less could you get than that? So finally, he made up his mind. He said, "That's it. I'm going home." He said, "My father's servants is better taken care of than what I am over here." You know, I've heard people say, "Oh, if I could just be a missionary and so I could do so much for God." When you won't even knock on a door here, how can you be one? Well, glory. And so. The famine, like I said, the problem is what actually saved him. The famine is what made up his mind, eating the husk and so forth in the hog pen. He said, "I'll go to my father." Read, read, little father.
1: And there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want.
0: They emphasize it by saying "mighty" or "great." Go ahead.
1: And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent he him. He joined
0: himself you know I've heard people I've told people I remember well a man told me to tell him everywhere I went so I don't mind telling him I have told him but years ago this young man left this this church and I went to him one night and I said thus saith the Lord I said you got a temper something bad I said your wife's gonna be I told him what she's gonna do he looked at me and he doubled up I said it's going to disturb you so much I said you're going to get a gun and kill her no I wouldn't do that about five years later he fell in my office on his face he said brother Davis tell it everywhere you go he said if I had just listened to you not what I thought within myself he said I was driving down the road he said, I'm going to kill that woman. I'm going to kill her if it's the last thing I do. And I pulled in the driveway, grabbed the gun off the seat of the car, walked up toward the house. He said, the Lord spoke to him and said, did not my servant tell you what you was going to do? He said, oh, my God. I said, my God. He said, Brother Davis, pray for me, would you? He said, tell it everywhere you go. He said, you better listen. It's hard to listen when you're in trouble. Sometimes get the right advice, but this old boy's in a hog pen. He got he went to the very lowest of the lowest of the lowest. If you if you walk away from the church and the things of the church, everything goes downhill. You go down, my friend. And you go down. <clears throat> Never think you do the things that you do, but right. you do them. Everyone say praise the Lord. But it was the famine that brought him back to his father's house. It it was the famine that brought him back to his father's house. I want to go just a little bit more. Romans the 8th chapter, verse number 35 through 39.
1: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ?
0: Who shall separate us? You see, the devil, he he works on you every day to to drive a wedge between you and God. Who's going to separate you? You know, when we was first married, I wasn't all that good of an angel. I liked to drink a little bit. Smoke them cigars in my mother-in-law's house she didn't like. She told her, she said, you need to leave that man, get rid of him, it's the last thing you do. Get him out of your life. Preacher tried to persuaded, said now you don't need to get married you know you don't you're not for each other but well, we've been married 48 years <clears throat> and so if I'd have listened to what they had to say we wouldn't be married today but the lord had his hand in it Even though I was a sinner, he was pushing me toward it. All right, read.
1: Shall tribulation?
0: Tribulation, a trial, come your way. Someone didn't speak to me or, I just don't like this or I don't like that. I asked Sister Davis if I could go somewhere and she told me no. I just don't like it. She preaches to me sometimes. I know she preaches the sun because I hear
1: her. Read. Or distress. Distress. Persecution. Or famine.
0: Or famine. What a famine actually did. It took Ruth out of the city of Bethlehem of Judea the famine did. And yet she said she left out full. Her values of things wasn't as valuable as what we'd call value now what value is your life going to be when they put you in a casket with no pockets in your pocket to put money in what value is it you got the biggest home in the whole city of Dallas when you're dead you're dead you're going to cover a place three foot by six foot just like everybody else Read.
1: or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long
0: all day long I'm tormented and troubled you know what he tells us he said you ain't gonna make it there's no way you can make it you a hypocrite you're so far behind in your things as the church you ain't never gonna make it and you know what bothers me is if you don't do what's right and feel comfortable when you know you're not doing right and feel comfortable that's when it's so dangerous but he said, all of these things in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, starting with verse number 35. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Now I'll tell you what, my dad knew I was an honorary. Mama thought I was an angel. Dad knew I was ornery. When I got the Holy Ghost, he said, now son, uh, remember, uh, Keep your eyes on that picture. Pray. Uh, be faithful. Listen carefully. Love him. That way you'll make it. What he was telling me, and I, I understood what he was telling me, was the fact was, you ain't got a chance in the world of making it. But be determined. What did he say? He said, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us. My mother-in-law, when I heard that she's trying to do this, I said, you mind your own business you may rule your house and you may take Jack your son-in-law and said you might rule his house but here's one old boy I want you to look between the eyes and say, you ain't ruling me I promise you that you done stubbed up the wrong tree i married till death she's going to bury me I'm persuaded what he's done for me God help us I'm persuaded neither height or depth, principalities or anything. Amen. You ever see people get, hmm? That's an anything. <laughs> hmm. That's anything. If you want to know what anything is, that's what anything is. Everyone say praise the Lord. nor death nor life whatever in the book of psalm 35th chapter I'm sorry 33 verses 19 and 20
1: to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine he will keep them
0: Alive and famine. God will give, give you something to eat when. You know, he, the devil gives you something to eat all the time. The day you're fasting. I brought you a Coke, and well, I knew you always drank Coke. I brought you a Coke to drink. Uh, Somebody got you a hamburger on the way, too. Well, uh, fast day. All of a sudden it becomes glutton day. It don't become fast day. The devil so easily takes it away from you. He plants it in such a way. I want to take you out today for dinner. I want to pay the cost. This is fast day. You don't tell them it's fast day. You say, well, I'm not eating today. or devil's got a way of trying to destroy your dedication. Amen. I want you to read that over again, if you would. 20th verse.
1: To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield.
0: He shall redeem them from death and in war from the power of the sword. I just told you that a while ago when the 35 young men the Second World War, they were dying everywhere, but they didn't die. My brother came home with shrapnel in his body from guns and so forth as it was fired. I remember one letter, mother was reading. She said, "This is a letter from your brother. I want you to listen to it." Dear mom and dad, I just thought I'd drop you a few lines. Been on the front lines for many months. Said I was in a, I'm in a house, and and he said, "Well, I got to stop for now," and in a few little ways on down, he's picked back up and began to write. He said, the house that I was in, I was writing from, he said, we just blowed up. He said, everything was blown up. He said, I'd, I'd been killed, but he said, I heard a voice tell me, get out. God can spare you. Yeah. You know, as you get older, sometimes you get more careless. I'm sure glad he's my pilot instead of the co-pilot. My wife, she says, you cannot say God's not with you. No sword can touch you. The Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost comes into your life to live there, you're under like a bulletproof chest. There was a man in Mississippi broke into a woman's house. And he was going to destroy her character and so forth. I don't like to mention the name. But she started praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord, talking in tongues, loving God. And the man got all bug-eyed. He ran for his life. He thought, she's crazy. God is well able to... I told you the time I was driving in Houston, Texas, a four-lane road, and I had a van, 85, 1985 GMC. And I was on the outside, and all of a sudden I looked up, and I forgot to read the signs back there. This lane is closed, you know. And the cement wall went up like that. All three lanes was packed full of cars, and I thought, this is it. I said, Jesus, this is it so I thought well beside me was 18 wheelers so I decided to just pull over a little at a time close my eyes for a second or two and when I opened my eyes I was in the third lane I said I don't know how I got here but thank you Lord for helping me get here God is a deliverer a miracle you say well a famine in the land is just bothering me I got a problem he's with you if you got him you got everything glory I want you to read it again read verse number 20 again and go to 21
1: our soul waiteth for the Lord he is our help and our shield
0: 5 and 20 in famine he shall redeem thee from death and in war from the power of the sword and shall be hid from the scourge of the tongue neither shall be afraid of destruction when it cometh I want you to look at chapter 34 and verse number 19 read it
1: 34 many are the afflictions of the righteous
0: many are the afflictions of the righteous I mean I like to buy clothes at Will last a while, you know. Like the shoes I got on, I can buy new shoes if I want to. But I can get these things half sold for just a small price for a, a new shoe. And the tops, are they're they two hundred dollars shoes. I mean, why, why spend a lot of money for shoes when it's less than fifty bucks and you get a recapped. Look just as good as the day they was new. I want to tell you he's the healer that in yesteryear still the healer today remember I bought a house one time after I bought the house I prayed about it you know a lot of times we like something so we go on and do it and then then go pray about it but when I prayed about it the Lord said "Mm mm-mm I said oh me five hundred dollars I put down the deposit on that house I wanted that house it had a copper roof on it. Now I'd try to replace that. It had lifetime features that would never have to replace nothing in the house. I wanted it. It was in a beautiful location. Beautiful corner lot. And the Lord said, mm I said, I called the realtor. Said, By the way, I want out of that, I don't want to buy that house why I said well I just I prayed about it and I just don't feel like I need to buy it well you just lost $500 we we always pay for our mistakes and so when he said that well, I mean when you're making $40, $50 a week it's quite a bit of money I got on my knees and I said dear God of heaven what a foolish man I am I told him how crazy and foolish I was making decisions without him in it. Next day he told me to come on down he wanted to talk to me. Went down there and he said, Well, we've been thinking about it, Mr. Davis. He said, Here's your check. He said, Go ahead and take it. He said, it won't cost you anything, but you need to be more careful. I said, Oh God. God answered prayer. He watches over us, he protects us. I want you to read the other one in the book of Psalms 30, 34, 19.
1: Many are the afflictions of the righteous.
0: Many are the afflictions. You're going to have problems. Everything's going to go wrong some days. But just stop and say, I love you, Lord. You never know because if you live right and do right and walk right, there's a miracle to go along with your famine. Read.
1: But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He
0: delivers him out of them all. Amen. Glory! I remember one time I'd, I'd done something unusual in, the in church when I was in church, man. And they was waiting where they were gonna nail my hide. And I'm thinking, I'm sweating, brother. I, when I done what I done, that was in the world. Now I got the Holy Ghost. Now nail my hide. And I said oh dear God yep. someone else got the attention of the man and took him away And I said mm, thank you Lord he has a way of doing it Amen. God has a way of changing the mind I want to I want to use this. you all heard the story of Joseph I like to preach about Joseph I like to talk about Joseph I can spend two or three hours talking about Joseph but the famine was what put him on the throne. It was a dream, yeah, but what was in the dream? It was a famine. Pharaoh had a dream that the lean cows and and the fat cows and so forth, the lean was eating up all the fat cows. He had a dream. And who did they call for? Joseph. He was in prison but because of a famine coming along. If you're going through a famine tonight, and you really live for God. I'm not talking about that we should walk you up one down, day day and down the next. I'm not talking about that kind of walk with God. I'm talking about a heart. That's, the seed of the Word of God is planted in the womb of your heart. That's what I'm talking about. If you really love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, when it's there, and something happens, just look out for a miracle a miracle is going to come it will come because after every famine a miracle always comes do you have a problem tonight you got a, something serious really serious problem seem like everything you do is wrong you know a lot of times you'll find out as a family as a man and wife seem like every time you open your mouth you went in the wrong direction why don't you just stop and find your a place to pray and ask God to help you you're well able to do it the woman who had never seen her child raised from the dead hadn't been for famine she never would have met the man of God hadn't been for famine thank God for America that we have plenty of food to eat but we lack one other thing we, we're too much for ourselves not for the things of God. God help us. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together. All through the Bible as you read, you hear of a famine coming. When famine came, it meant death, meant great suffering. But then you find out after that famine, just meals would come. Find out after that famine, it was a miracle that actually happened. Let's lift our hands again. Let's stand and lift our hands and love the Lord together. God, we love you. Let us put you first in our life, God. Let's be filled with your Spirit, God. Love you, Lord, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, God, whatever you do, Lord, tune our hearts, oh, God, tonight. Let our heart be moved, oh, God, we pray, oh, Lord. Touch our soul, oh, God. Come home. Come home He that is weary Come home Earnestly, tenderly Jesus is calling He's calling
1: for sinners
0: Come i'll be honest with you i feel i feel i'm really disturbed we have so many priorities not the real priorities in life our priorities of selfishness desires of ourself not the desires of the will of god or the ways of god we have time for everything to do but time to serve him he tells us that we're living in the last days of life jesus is so soon to come there's a family in the land you know, we believe what we want to believe and not what the Scripture says. There's a famine in the land. God, help us to submit ourselves unto him. that We might know him as we need to know him through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together one more time. Oh, God, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said he'd never leave you, never forsake you. He's a great God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was preaching in a place in Mississippi many years ago. I was getting ready to income tax time, April 15th. And I think I owed two hundred and some few dollars. I remember it was way back many years ago. I took him before the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm preaching in a Pentecostal church very poor church he'd give me the offering every night he just have it in his hand most of it was pennies sometimes a dime a quarter maybe a few dollars and I'd preach there two weeks 10, I think ten days all together and every night I'd go home and I said it's still a long way from what I need I said I, I gotta pay I ain't gonna cheat the government I said what Give it to Caesar, which belongs to Caesar. And night after night, I had to go home and I'd count them. And I'd boy, I'm a long ways from the goal, But God, April 15th is coming up, and I want to pay it. I need to pay it. i never forget the 14th, the night of the 14th. He'd come up and hand me a big handful of change and ones. I went home, I told my wife, I said, Unbelievable. It's right to the I think I had twenty cents left over. I had enough money to go get a cashier's check, pay the government. He's well able. I've seen people lay hands on the old refrigerator when it wouldn't work and he'd come back clicking away. God knew how to fix it. I remember the time my old Volkswagen was flooded and water about three, four foot deep. I shoved it out, and the water just ran out of the seats on the inside. It wasn't floating like they say they float. And I stepped on the starter, and it it was all...